When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The host family was the best part for the immersion. I actually met up with my host sister from five years ago um, last week in <gasps> Barcelona and we could so finally cool. communicate. Like, <laughs> it's like, what was I saying to you the first time we met? <laughs> Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Jump Podcast. Happy December of 2021. Unless you're listening to this in the future, it's crazy to think that 2022 is right around the corner already. (laughs) But wherever you are, I hope that you are ending this year on a high note. We have just one more podcast episode scheduled for this year that will come out at the end of the month. And I think there will be an announcement in there that you won't want to miss. So make sure you stay tuned and thank you for being here today, um, wherever you are in your car, uh, maybe on your treadmill or your Peloton (laughs) or your kitchen. That's where I am. Or maybe your bed or your run or your walk, wherever you are. Thanks for bringing me with you. It's nice to be here. And I'm looking forward to introducing our guest today. Um, We have a super fun conversation to share with you that took place inside a hotel in Madrid, where I was just a couple of weeks ago, wrapping up my six-week Europe trip. And it is super fun because our guest today is one of our very own. Her name is Danny Twitchell. And she, just like you, is a Jump podcast listener and has been for six years. And we get to hear the story of her transformation from being a dishwasher during college in the U.S. to being a study abroad student twice over in both Spain and then Ecuador, and ultimately to teaching English in Chile. And now she is back in Spain studying for her master's and teaching as well. And she's going to share how she found all of these programs and some stories from along the way. And we're even going to switch into Spanish for you for a minute so you can hear how two gringas who weren't brought up speaking anything other than English can now communicate entirely in a foreign tongue. Um, We hope that it's inspiring and we hope that you'll be able to take away some good pieces of advice about studying abroad and teaching and living overseas. So all of that is coming right up. I have a little bonus for you guys that I want to give you first. Uh, If you haven't listened to the last episode yet, episode 158, be sure to check that out. My friend Carly and I recount our week on the Amalfi Coast in Italy that was also just a few weeks ago now. And the tour operator that we went with who helped us organize that trip wants to extend a discount to Jump listeners if you want to take a trip with them, which is super rad. So check out that episode 158 and especially the show notes because that's where you're going to find the discount. I also want to add that we are full steam ahead for our two Patagonia trips in March of 2022. And there are other trips being developed as we speak that we hope to launch around the new year or 
shortly thereafter, sometime in 2022. So uh, you can find everything having to do with our group trips at jumpadventures.com and make sure that you're signed up for the emails there so that you don't miss important trip updates. This episode is sponsored by Marriott Bonvoy Travelers podcast about the journey. If you're looking for more travel inspiration or just itching to go on an adventure without ever leaving your home, you have to check out About the Journey. Each episode of About the Journey is an audio road trip along routes like Miami to Key West, Oahu's North Shore, or Southern California, or Wyoming's National Parks. The show is hosted by travel journalist Onika Raymond, whom you might know from the Travel Channel or her wanderlust-inducing Instagram. What I like about the show is that the episodes are short and sweet, offering a dose of inspiration that can fit into any schedule. And I think the title is so fitting because they do an incredible job at really capturing what happens on a trip, not just offering practical tips, which they do. But once you arrive somewhere, you meet local people and hear their stories and what makes them and their destinations unique. And that brings these places to life. It's educational and it takes you behind the scenes of the trip, which I think is a really great representation of an actual travel experience. It truly is about the journey. So if you're planning a road trip, definitely listen to any episodes that might be on your route because you will learn about hidden gems, local customs, and people and activities that you might not otherwise. And if you aren't planning a road trip right now, you can still find inspiration in the ways Onika interacts with people along the way, which might open you up to a similar, deeper experience on your future travels. So check it out. You can binge about the journey on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is also sponsored by Turtle Fur. Turtle Fur is on a mission to inspire an outdoor lifestyle by promoting socially and environmentally conscious living and creating comfortable products for every adventure and every adventurer. And we're going to hear from Sean today for a peek behind the scenes at Turtle Fur. My name is Sean. What I like about working at Turtle for the most, I think, is the the giving side of it. I live in a the poorest part of the state of Vermont. So seeing how something like a program like Project Warmth can help a community like that, that what I would say is what resonates with me. My favorite turtle fur product has to be the turtle's neck, which is the classic turtle fur piece. And there's something nostalgic about it. Being a Vermont native, I've probably owned dozens of them in my entire life, but you know, multiple colors. And so it just reminds me of, you know, winters as a kid and family time and stuff like that. So that's why I like it so much. (laughs) You can learn more about turtle furs giving initiatives and get yourself some cozy headwear at turtlefur.com. And they've graciously offered jump listeners an exclusive discount Use code JUMP20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order of $25 or more at turtlefur.com. Okay, well, I'm sitting in a hotel lounge that we have to ourselves, thankfully, (laughs) with um, my friend Danny Twitchell. So first of all, hello, Danny. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here in the dark. I I know. (laughs) It's so funny. We're in Madrid, and... This is where Danny's living, and I am happening to be passing through right now. Uh, I have a flight out back to the States tomorrow. <laughs> I am, I Instagrammed you, like, I don't know, a couple yeah, weeks ago. I was like, I'm coming through Richard. Let's get together. So you 
are, let's back up for a second. Yeah, all the you, way to Seattle. <laughs> or like 2016 is this is the first time that I remember you reaching. Was okay. that 2016? So I have, I have a confession for you, your podcast listeners, uh, especially the people who were around in the Snapchat days, because it might have been through Snapchat. It might have been Instagram. I can't remember where you first reached out to me. But when you guys send me... You guys send me pictures of yourselves or whatever. I save those things. Like, I yes. totally save them. They're, they're super fun for me to see, like, where you're listening to the podcast, um, what your goals are, what you liked about that episode, whatever it is. Like, people, you guys send me things. I have a folder in my phone that has, like, I think I, it used to be called Snap Love back in the day. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's where we would find the picture. of. So you sent me one. This is, this is what I remember from you. You sent me a picture of you washing dishes and you said, Oh my God, that's right. You totally said right. dishwash and you were, but it was, you were at work. I, I was I at work. Yeah, yeah, you were at work. At my washing dishes. And you said dishwasher, currently like a dishwasher student in Spain to be. Yes, was, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. And I mean, I, I have the picture. I saved it on my phone. I totally forgot about that. And that would make total sense because at the time it was the budget minded traveler. So yeah. I was all like, Yeah, I got to make money. I have to save. I know I'm going to study yeah. abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, I remember you from then. And then I followed your, where did you go? I went to Spain first. But where, where, where? Uh, Granada. In Granada. Granada. Okay. So, and did you spend a semester? Yeah, it was just one semester. One there. semester. Yeah. Okay. I know. That's why, like, later on, I got to go to the year thing, which we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about that. So, and how old were you when you went there? 19. 19. <clears throat> 19. Yay. Good for you. So that was 2016, right? It must have been, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty or, sure. Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. So this is five years ago. I can't believe it. Five that was actually, years ago. it was 2015, because I think it was the start of 2016 that I did that. Like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. <laughs> so um, you studied abroad in Spain. Yes. You learned how to speak Spanish at that point? Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably talk about that later. I, the program was really cool, host family and everything, but very much um, isolated with other people from my school. Got it, yeah. So it wasn't exactly the immersion experience I was looking for, but I think I still gained enough Spanish skills mm-hmm. to make it by okay. at that point. Yeah. What program was it? It was um, it was directly through my university. Okay. And I, like, the program itself was great, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. Right. It's called ILACA, mm-hmm. um, but it's just that you go with a lot of people from mm-hmm. the same classes as you, yeah. even mm-hmm. in your school. So, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. So you knew people from your own university. Yeah, we but... were in the same cohort, oh my same gosh. classes. <laughs> okay. That is I couldn't get away. <laughs> well, that's definitely a thing, though, because when I studied abroad, I went through a program that had a consortium of universities in the United States. So a lot of different universities went through this same program. Mine was the headquarters school, which all that meant was that my credits transferred like perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't any, which was so easy. But there were a lot of kids from the U.S. taking these. Mm -hmm. And so I understand the immersion thing. Um, my host family I, and yours was probably similar. Like, this is where I learned the most. Yes. Because when you wake up in the morning, nobody's saying, hey, you want coffee? Like, want no. Co- no, they're saying, como le amaneció? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, uh, here's where we learn, like, mm-hmm. the colloquial Spanish, you know? So the, the but the immersion, that's, that's, it, that's where you have to go. It totally. Yes. Yeah. So the host family was the best part for the immersion. I actually met up with my host sister from five years ago, um, 
last week in <gasps> Barcelona. And we could so finally cool. communicate. Like, <laughs> it's like, what was I saying to you the first time we met? <laughs> oh my gosh. You She's like, not so a lot. Fun. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't cheersed our wine oh, yet. So yes. let's cheers Salud. to that. <laughs> Al hablar el español. Al hablar en español, sí. que ya se puede. Claro. <laughs> y una cosa que me gusta es hablar un poquito en español para que nos escuchen. Sí, a mí me encanta. Ahora se puede mostrar todo lo que podemos hablar. Ahora, no sé, no sé si tengo acento de, de Chile o de España. A veces un poco de todo y está bien así. Nomás. Yo cuando hablo en español, la gente es que no sabe, no sabe exactamente de dónde soy. Uh -huh. Piensan algo latino, algo centroamericano, pero, pero no saben como sí. el punto exacto. Y depende, porque ahora cuando hablo con mis amigos en Chile me dicen que ya estás hablando como española. Oh, <risa> Que se pega rápidamente, ¿no? Sí. Especialmente las palabras. Ahora digo, hostia. Pero mira, sí, look at you. I love it. Okay, so we did that for you guys because we're two gringas here yeah. who studied abroad, who learned Spanish, who we were just talking about how our accents have changed a little mm -hmm. bit from when we started to where we are. But it's amazing because they don't think immediately that you're from the U.S., do they? Um, Or do they? I don't know. I mean, I got blonde hair and stuff so in Spain it's so not but like <laughs> I mean, you yeah, fit right in yeah. really um yeah some people don't like I'll play a trick on people they ask where yes. I'm from I'll say oh Galicia or something like <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. in Chile I said yeah. I was from Chile <laughs> like, and so wait funny. how long yeah. I could go before mm -hmm. they were like are you sure <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I used to there's still someone I, I'm apologizing to this person he'll never listen to this podcast but there's still a person in, in Italy right now who believes that I'm from Costa Rica because oh, and we used to be like friends friends yeah. but we were speaking in Italian because yeah. it was I was living in Italy then and so he never spoke with me in Spanish so I just totally played it off yeah <laughs> I have a family there and everything no it's, it's fun, fun. And it's like, part of study abroad yeah and it's, sometimes it's a necessity because if in certain places you try to talk to people in Spanish or whatever language they'll respond back In yeah. English, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Just keep keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Study abroad, Spain. Mm -hmm. That was not. You know, the first place that we actually met was Seattle. It was in Seattle. Was it after that year? Um, after you had studied abroad. I think it was, yeah, after, and I was only 20 at the time, yeah. and we wanted to meet at a brewery. <laughs> yes. So I go, how can I do this? I think we met in, like, the restaurant section You, you snuck in, because oh. we were definitely in there. <laughs> so I held, I, that's right, I hosted a meetup. Yeah. It was one of my first meetups. I was in, I think I hosted only three of them ever. One was in Minneapolis, one was in Seattle, oh, and one lucky. was in Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, you came to that one in Seattle, and this is really funny. I love this come full circle moment because here we are now drinking wine together yes. you're 20 god that 25. was five years ago yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh but yeah you came to my meetup and you are an artist yeah can I we you share your picture. instagram um yeah my instagram is danny d-a-n-i twitchy t-w-i-c-h-y <laughs> danny twitchy okay. Um, she's such a talented artist and she, you. you brought me, um, like a portrait, a portrait yeah. that you had drawn. <laughs> it, that was really cool. That like really opened my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. But it was one of those first moments that I had that like made me realize that people are listening, you know, and yeah. I don't know, it was pretty Definitely. cool. So, yeah. 
Um, and to meet you in person after having seen you already on Instagram. And mm-hmm. these are my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Like this is, it's just so cool that now here we are sitting in Spain and getting to tell our stories. Yeah. And this is why I brought her on here, you guys. It's because she's been doing things for the last five years that I'm like, okay, it's time. <laughs> Let's push record before we even like get into all yeah. the fun things. I mean, and so many things like have marked, like the podcast has marked my time throughout my traveling too like a lot of the things I've done I feel like we're inspired by that too like going to Chile for example oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 let's talk about that next so you went you went to Chile to work yeah well I should say I, I did Spain in college and then I actually studied in Ecuador after that okay. um and then that's why I was like oh I, I want to stay in South America mm-hmm. um so I came back home for one semester graduated, and then I went to go teach English in Chile. Okay, hold on, because I'm interested in this Ecuador thing, too. Was it through the same program? No, no. This time I did a direct enrollment. Oh, can you tell us more about that? That's really interesting. Um, A lot of schools, I think you can just, instead of applying through your university, you can apply through the university abroad, and that's what I did. I did the Universidad San Francisco de Quito. Okay. Which it's still really popular amongst like uh, study abroad students, uh-huh. foreigners and stuff. But you're taking classes with Ecuadorians. You're taking classes in Spanish. Your, your classmates are from there, most mm-hmm. of them. You'll have a couple of people from the U.S., but it's also mixed up. Like you're not going with your same cohort as you are in some other yep. programs. And I feel like that time I actually made friends from there. You know, we had our group and like I still talk to these people Years later, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Spain, I have my host family, yes, but I did not make any Spanish friends. Oh, wow. At all, okay. At all. Um, but in Ecuador, like, we're still, we're still very close. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you been back to visit them? I haven't. No, no. Not yet. But that was, um, that was 2017 and okay. well, it was the summer of 2017. Um, but actually, one of them um, from Ecuador, but ended up living in Chile at the same time I was there. So we did meet up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's some some other ones around here in Europe now. So cool. it might happen. <laughs> so you did a semester in Ecuador mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So you have a year under your belt total, mm-hmm. but only half a year in each place. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then what happened in Chile? Because that was much longer, wasn't it? Yeah, that was um, a year teaching there. Um, I worked at a it was cool. I worked at a university. <laughs> I was like, I was 22 and they yeah. were like, professor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like my students were kind of the same age. Like, <laughs> That's wild. So I'm like, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And also, like, que miedo. Because yeah. weren't you teaching in, were you teaching in Spanish or were you teaching I, English? I was teaching English, but sometimes I had to use Spanish mm-hmm. to kind of get by with certain concepts mm-hmm. I had to teach them. Um, but I really liked it. I loved my classes. The, the school was kind of a technical university, so each class would go by their major. So I had students that were all um, design students or fashion students Whoa. or engineers, and I feel like I learned a lot from them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And the other teachers were really nice as well. So, <laughs> How did you find that job? This one, funnily enough, I was trying to go to Argentina. <laughs> I, I couldn't find work there. So... Um, there were two ways at the time. You could go through CIEE, which does a lot of the teaching English abroad, kind which of always means an option. CIE is called, what is it? I don't know what it stands for. Okay, it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. You guys might have heard of it. Yeah. CIEE, okay. Which so. I know is good, but you pay a little extra, and I think they hold your hand a little more. Okay. And by that point, I was 
wanting to do it slightly more independently. Mm-hmm. I found this program called Teaching Chile, which was similar, but it, it was like knockoff version of CIE. Did you just like Google? I Googled it. Yes. See, I think people <laughs> underestimate the power of Google. Yeah. Um, I said, teach in Argentina. Didn't find anything. Teach in Chile. Okay. <laughs> How easy is that? I love that you just said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I, that program ended the, my year was the last year. So it's gone now. Um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, that but, is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with them and I was, um, yeah, kind of just thrown into it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had a great time. I mean, I got my TEFL certification beforehand, just online. Did you well. need to, or did you do that um, to help yourself so that you would feel better prepared? <laughs> I think for this one, it was a requirement. Okay. But for some programs, it's not like to be an auxiliar here in Spain. I don't think it's required. Okay. I'd have to double check that, but Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was worth it because it just helps for any other English teaching job. Yeah, you want. right. Um, and you did that online, your TEFL? Yeah, I did it Just online. from home? Did it online from home. Uh-huh. I can't tell you I read everything. <laughs> I think I just took the quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, you got yeah. certified. Yeah, I did. And you have the experience, too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of it was pretty self-explanatory. Uh-huh. That's, that's why I was... Mm-hmm skipping through it a little quicker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to when we got to get together for the second time. Yes. So you were living in Viña, in Viña del Mar, yeah. right? Yeah, Viña del Mar, Valparaiso. Okay. Yeah, both of them. Tell yeah. everybody where that is. So these two, like, I guess, twin cities are on the coast of the capital, Santiago. It's about an hour away. Um, Valparaiso is like the artsy, grungy side and Vina del Mar is like the Miami side. Gosh, so, that's so true. And they're only like 20 minutes away in these super fast buses that you can get between the two. So if you live in that area, you can have a taste of both. Um, so I lived on both sides um, throughout the year. Oh, that's right. You I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually came back to last November for another six months and I was in um, Vina and then another smaller city in the interior called Curico. Okay. Yeah. During COVID? During COVID. It was rough. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was... <laughs> I was going to say good for you, but was it was it worth it? Like, was... um, I mean, for me, it was worth it to be with the people there. And to, yeah, mostly just for the people because the quarantine was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was two passes to leave your house a week for two hours at a time and only to the grocery store. So in a period of seven days, you had a total of four hours outside of the house and you could only be going to get supplies, to get food. Oh my gosh. Um, That's a lot of planning too. Strategizing. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of, a lot of painting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was was tough, but I mean, I mean, lots of places had it hard. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, If. So, Vina, Val, Valparaiso, do you ever, have you seen Motorcycle Diaries? Yes. <laughs> I always tell people, if you guys have seen Motorcycle Diaries, it's the place where the elevators are in the town. Like, yeah, if you remember the coastal yeah. town where they go, I think he picks up mail. Oh, it's, the, it's the town where he tells the guy that he didn't like his book, actually, in the movie. Right. But yeah, they're in Valpo. They're in Valparaiso, riding the yeah. elevators, like, in the... Yeah, it's, like, very much cool. a, a port city, like, reminiscent mm-hmm. of... Like San Francisco and Lisbon, mm-hmm. but kind of with more edge, I would say. Oh, yeah, That's the other say. thing. I was in Chile for the Estallido Social, the oh. social uprising, like right. the 
basically um, a lot of manifestations because they wanted a new constitution. But it was very violent, a lot of tear gas. Um, we had to pause classes for a while. Everything was on fire all the time. But they they got it approved to get a new constitution. Now they're in the process of voting for a new one that wasn't written under a dictatorship. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind time. It's funny that you think back and it's like it's also idyllic. But I'm like, what did I actually go through? When yeah, I was yeah. There? <laughs> no, it's true. There are real things that happen when we're overseas, and yeah, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, that was cool though that I got to see you at that point because. I had just wrapped up a couple weeks in Patagonia and I was about to fly out again. I just like mm-hmm. yeah, decided to come over and yeah. I just knew you were there. And it's I was so, so funny. excited, <laughs> <laughs> especially since I had been there for a while at that point. I, I was like, I can actually like, show you where to go yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Which is much better. I mean, here cool. it's only been a couple months. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you seemed to be really, um, I don't know, at home there, too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looked like from your Instagram stuff, like you made friends and you kind of just like got right into life there. Yeah. And your Spanish improved <laughs> a lot, it right? Did. It improved a lot. It, I keep reminding myself of what the kind of process it was like there to really not, I wouldn't say getting adjusted, but to like finding my place. Because mm-hmm. by the end of it, by the second, I like guess, semester, I had like a very strong group of friends. I like had all my local spots. I like knew what I liked to do. Um, but it did take a while. Like mm-hmm. maybe you've noticed in, in Chile, it's not exactly in like more Northern South America where everybody's super warm and inviting all the time. I mean, there are people like that, but it's just kind of fewer and farther in between. So it was like a lot of effort for mm-hmm. me to find friends and keep them. But once you do, it's like, yep. you're very much part of the group. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, some very tight relationships from there. And like I said, reminding myself of that here in Spain because I'm in that like first semester again, yep. trying to find people, find my group. And um, I know it just takes a little bit of time. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's why, I think that's why my German sister, Lydia, originally said to me, go for a year, don't think twice. Mm-hmm. And I it didn't even occur to me to think twice. And so I did, I went for a year both times. And I know that that's why, because, or I know that that's the difference that you're talking about, because Mm -hmm. I could see it in the people who left after one semester. And I can see it in my experience in semester two, where everything just clicks. Yes. And it, it clicks in semester two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It clicks in semester two, you guys. (laughs) And that is so comforting to me because I'm like, I'm I'm having such a hard time meeting people, but mm-hmm. no, it's not the case. I am meeting people. It's just a slow roll, and like I know there's that turning point, like, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. it's coming up mm-hmm. for sure. And at least you already have the language. Yes, it's time. <laughs> That's a yeah. complete difference. Mm-hmm. So, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? I am studying my master's, and I am teaching English. Once again. <laughs> okay. So are these within the same program or did you find the job separately? Um, technically they are separate, but I found it through the same program. So I went online again. Excellent. <laughs> I, I said, well, this was back when I was still in Chile last year, kind of struggling. What am I going to do next? I said, well, I, I talked to some of my friends there. They said they were going to Europe to do their master's. I said, I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I looked online. And I was thinking maybe Germany or something different. 
And I thought, what am I doing? I want to be, I want to go back to Spain. So I found a program called Teach and Learn in Spain. Oh my gosh. I love, I love the names of these programs. They're like exactly what you want. Nobody has any excuses. That's the thing. No, like put in the words you want. It'll come up. Um, And so basically you can apply to do a certain set of options. You can do one option where you work more hours in a, in a school, um, and they pay your tuition and you get a lower stipend or you work fewer hours in the school, pay your own tuition and get a higher stipend. Okay. It's kind of confusing, but basically we know that tuition in the U S especially for a master's is somewhat out of reach (laughs) and here it's like not, not bad at all. So I chose the second option. So I work 16 hours in an elementary school um, teaching English. And then I have classes on Fridays um, for my master's, which are about five hours long. Um, On Fridays? On Fridays. You have one day a week of school Mm -hmm. for your master's program? Yeah. And it's just one year. (laughs) It's what? And what are you studying? Global higher education. Uh, Okay. And what (laughs) does that mean? (laughs) Um, It's... Basically, everything to do with internationalization of schools. So either how you can make a university more international with having teachers from around the world or different programs that are related to studies outside of the country in question, U.S. probably in my case, and everything related to study abroad. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So you could, I mean, if you want to, if it aligns with what Danny wants to do, eventually you could become like a director of a study abroad program or something like that. Yeah, that's the goal. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a tough field, especially now, but the cool thing, like the reason I wanted to do this program is see what other options there are to work in similar fields too. So kind of anything related to it or that ultimate goal both sound mm-hmm. good to me. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I'm like I'm just sitting here like this is great because you are the kind of person that we need in positions like this, you know, with yeah. the experience and the energy for it and the love of the language yeah, and the passion yeah. to travel and all of mm-hmm. that. And I so believe in study abroad. Yeah. I'm yeah. such a, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah. So, and it's everything I wanted to change about my other experiences that I thought, you know, could mm-hmm. be better, or mm-hmm. could be more immersive. Mm-hmm. Or could be in places that people don't think to study abroad as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd love to organize more programs in South America once things are <laughs> evened out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so for now, are you, you found an apartment or are you living in student? Yes, I found an apartment. I live with six other people. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> The the pay for living in the center of Madrid, it's it can be difficult, but I think it's it's worth it. I think of people who go to like New York or something and live in a closet and my room's fine. My roommates are great. You have your own um, room? Yeah. Oh, room. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I am so past living with people. <laughs> I know. I thought I was too, but I, after going back home to be with my parents during the pandemic and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And are the other people that you found to live with, are they all, like, independent professionals as well? Yes. Okay, cool. They're either students or Mm -hmm. working. Had some strange coincidences. Um, Well, one of my roommates are Spanish. The other one's French. Um, And then two of the other ones are from the U.S. as well. Oh. One of them, I... (laughs) 
I met her one of the nights that I the night that I moved in in the kitchen. We're like in our pajamas and like, hey, how's it going? What program do you do? Oh, I do this. I do this. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to bed. See you tomorrow. The next day was the Friday, so I went to my university class. There's lots of different classes in my program, but I'm in the global higher education one. And because of a train strike, I got there late (laughs) to my first Mm -hmm. class. I missed all of the introductions. And as we're leaving, I'm walking in a group of three girls and we're introducing ourselves again. And one of them tells me that she's been here for a year and a half, but she had gone home for COVID. I say, oh, that's interesting. My housemate told me the same thing. She goes, what's your housemate's name? I said, I don't know. Let me get my WhatsApp and and look in the group. And then I hold my phone up to her and I go, you're my roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you guys didn't recognize each other? (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it wasn't just me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's cool, though. So she's in your program with you. Yeah, she's in the same class. Okay, all right. Yeah. um, (laughs) Well, that's nice, too, because sometimes, I mean, hopefully you guys get along. One of the things that I really do miss is actually something like what we're doing right now. Like when you're living abroad um, and all you want is to go get a glass of wine with your girlfriends or something Mm -hmm. and just not have to think about anything, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, that, that does get to you or it gets to me after a while. Like you can't, it's, it's not the same having people over technology, you know? And so it's nice that you have a couple people that you know, who Mm -hmm. are like expats as well, living and doing the thing that, you could just kind of break down with that at, at times. Totally. We totally. need that. Yeah. We do. We do. So now we just knock, hey, did you do that assignment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, normally I would, like, push to live with local people. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't super possible here because it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a scramble to find an apartment. And most Spaniards, I think, living here already have the people they're living with. It's hard to find an opening. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'm... I'm just going to go with this place. I like See it. See what yeah. comes your way. How did you find it? Through um, a local bulletin? Like, yeah, like, it was a local bulletin online. Yeah. Yeah, this one was Idealista. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the reason I'm asking is because somebody, I don't even remember what the conversation was recently, but it came up that I think people think only of like Craigslist or I don't know what they know, right? Facebook Marketplace, but what one thing that I've probably said on this show before that we need to just reiterate is that there's always something local too. Mm. There's always a local listing of whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it's jobs or apartments or whatever. And so sometimes it just takes getting into the country or doing a little bit of research to figure out what they're local, um, where people locally list these things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but did you have to, did you find it before you came over here? I didn't. Um, they were, my my program gave us some tips before coming, and one okay. of the things they were pretty steadfast about was to make sure you can go see your apartment. I know there's a lot oh. of, like, scamming that goes okay. on around here. Yeah. Um, granted, there was some scamming that went on at my house, too, but it's a long story, and it's worked out. But um, mm-hmm. at least I was able to see the place, make sure yeah. what the pictures were and where it was said it was. It was all accurate. Right. It's real. Um, mm-hmm. Meet the landlord and everything, and I— that's, I would probably wouldn't do it sight unseen. No. Yeah, that's really good <laughs> advice. I mean, when, when I, that's how it is for me too. Like people ask me a lot when I, especially when I was nomadic, how did you find your long-term rentals, you know? And um, I mean, it was always when I was there. Mm-hmm. Or if I, I mean, it took me a week when I was living in Bariloche to just go and see different places. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with a spot that I found on Airbnb that I wrote to them and asked, like, are, can't, 
would you be interested in renting this to me long, longer term, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and can we negotiate? Mm-hmm. And we just, sorry, Airbnb, we took it off Airbnb, you know, and I, that's how I found it. Um, but because there, the local listings were like, oh, they were impossible. It was like two-year leases, unfurnished apartments. That's oh all. God. Otherwise, yeah. you're getting tourist apartments, which are shorter. And I had to at that point. So you just kind of have to get into the place. But but I wanted to bring that up as a good point of like how, how to do it. Like yeah. the details of what it actually looks like to move overseas and, and start going to school. Mm-hmm. Do you like your school? Yeah, <laughs> I love my school. I mean, I'm not there that often, just mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice because I live here in the center of Madrid and the university is Universidad de Alcalá. So it's in Alcalá de Henares, which is um, on the train about an hour and a half away. Oh, Yeah, but it's... I, I kind of love that it's farther away because here, you know, you get the international vibe, very metropolitan city. And in Alcala, you you have those older Spanish um, architecture and, yeah. and, and it just feels, it's very Cervantes. <laughs> That's actually, okay. I think, where he's from. So it's like mm-hmm. Don Quixote Central. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like to go to a university there, it's kind of the dream, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's funny. I was just on the train today. I just arrived in Madrid today by train from Sevilla. And we went through La Mancha. And I the only reason I knew that is because I was looking at the map because there was this castle on a hill that just was so prominent. And the whole place is just like kind of rolling and flat. It's gorgeous. It's like trees and farmland but there was this castle like this it's like a ruined castle on a hill I'm like where am I what is this place like <laughs> is it anything important and I look up and it's like the heart of La Mancha so it's like Castile or like Castile I, I'm not sure what it was La Mancha <laughs> wow this is like Don Quixote yes. like, it's just cool yeah yeah so that's <laughs> that's what I like about it you go in and there's just this big rose garden and a gazebo and then there's the university which has this huge facade with all these sculptures on it and it's yeah it's very idyllic looking mm-hmm. I, I don't mind the commute to be able to go there yeah on on Fridays yeah yeah <laughs> well that's so cool so you're gonna be here the whole year and mm-hmm. what you're done with this is what month is this November yeah I'm done right now the end of June so in July okay mm-hmm. and do you have a plan yet or are you gonna see what happens no definitely see, okay. <laughs> see what happens yeah. I love it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I also, I work, I teach online as well. I teach English to Japanese consultants. So that job has helped me get through, you know, being in Chile and through the pandemic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I had a recommendation, it'd be to have some kind of um, fallback online job if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are great at budgeting with the pay we get <laughs> with this mm-hmm. program, but I, not so much. So uh, having a little bit extra really helps me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's so hard to be a student and not have money and to be studying abroad because there's so many things you want to experience and do and to have the pressure of a budget hanging over your head all the time. I I know that all too well, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I'm so grateful to kind of be on the other side of that, you know, and to be able to just say, let's just grab a glass of wine while we record this podcast, yeah. you know, like I'm taking a taxi instead of the, tr- the, mm-hmm. the Metro today, you yeah. know, like it's so nice. So anyway, that you can supplement yeah. and, and still like you're, you're still, um, adding to your resume by doing that. Like it's completely relevant for mm-hmm. the direction that you're taking. Mm-hmm. So 
Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been so cool to like watch you go from dishwasher Danny yeah. to like <laughs> freaking professora yes. in Chile. And mm-hmm. now you're maestro student yes. in, in Spain. Oh, and man. Yeah. It's just That's fun. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Where will we meet next? Oh my gosh. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully somewhere fun. Or yeah. I'll be on one of the jump trips. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, Cool. Okay. One piece of advice for anybody thinking about maybe doing education overseas, especially higher education. It's what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. One piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't you do it? Go somewhere fun and pay less than you would at home. <laughs> if, you, if I'm speaking to the people in the U.S. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? It's so accessible. And direct enrollment is such a thing. Mm-hmm. And we learned... If you're looking for something, just type it into Google. (laughs) Seriously, big deal. Okay. Danny. All right. Cheers. Salud, chica. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I hope you guys laughed with us and enjoyed that episode. Thank you again to Danny. Be sure to check her out on Instagram at Danny Twitchy if you want to follow her adventures and her artwork, which really is stellar. Um, and you can find me at Traveling Jackie and our new account at jump.adventures on Instagram. Connect with us by signing up for updates at jumpadventures.com. Uh, that's where you're going to find, you know, how many spots are left, what's available, what we are doing next in this arena of traveling together as a group, which is super rad. And on that note, remember, next episode, there that next episode is going to be epic. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, there's going to be an announcement in there that you don't want to miss. So thank you so much for being here. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.